Get ready to grip it and rip it. All right, let's move on. We got golfers waiting. Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green, the golf show. We tee it up every Sunday right here on Tea to Green, the golf show, where it's time to talk golf once again. Jay Ritchie and Jerry Butinoff from the five-star Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Thanks for making us and thanks for making Tea to Green part of your weekend. A fantastic show for you today featuring a true legend and one of the top female golfers of all time. She's retired now but still having a major impact on the game. And next month, she will be an assistant captain on the European Solheim Cup team that defends its title against the Americans right here in Colorado 18 years after winning her first tournament and her first major championship here at the Broadmoor. Annika Sorenstam is back on Tita Green today. You know, the U.S. Women's Open has always been a tournament that I would dream about winning as a little girl. I would pretend to have a three-footer to, to win the championship, and then uh, that dream came true in 95 at uh, the Broadmoor. It's Annika Sorenstam. She'll be up later in the hour, up first on the show today, doing business on the golf course. Is it a good idea? What are some of the do's and don'ts? Can a mistake there ruin your career? Just some of the questions we'll have for Eric Saperstein, who is the golf business guy. His website is golfbusinessguy.com. Eric Saperstein, formerly of the Golf Channel, will be joining us uh, to talk about doing business on the golf course. And we'll probably get a few stories, back room stories out of him about the Golf Channel while we're at it. Eric Saperstein. Today, coming up on Tea to Green. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. What am I going to do? Help me keep my head down, save me from those double bogey blues. You're invited to head on over to our website, t2greenradio.com. Visit our Facebook page. Give us a like on Facebook as we are standing by to tee it up with Eric Saperstein, Jay Ritchie, Jerry Butinoff on t to green worldwide on american forces radio and coast to coast on the sports byline broadcast network game golf is revolutionizing golf and now you can be a part of it at gamegolf.com if you've heard about crowdfunding and wanted to get involved in all of the excitement around creative groundbreaking companies now you have the perfect opportunity with gamegolf.com game golf lets you quickly and easily measure every aspect of your actual round Go to GameGolf.com today to discover golf's newest and most innovative interactive technology. With GameGolf, you can track all of your shots and connect with your friends from around the corner to around the world. See your game, share your game, compare your game, and compete like never before. Graham McDowell and Lee Westwood are both early adopters, and you can be too. It's more than a great new product. It's a chance to be a part of something that will change the way golf is played. Go to GameGolf.com today and join golf's global revolution. You can see all of the perks that help make crowdfunding the most fun you'll have away from the links. Check out GameGolf.com today. Know your game. GameGolf.com. At GMC, our customers know our service is as professional-grade as the trucks we sell. 
And now GMC is very proud to announce that we've just received the J.D. Power & Associates Award for highest in customer satisfaction with dealer service among mass market brands. Perhaps that's because no one knows GMC vehicles like the GMC Certified Service Experts. From their hours of GMC training to their specialized tools and equipment, it's professional-grade service for your professional-grade truck. GMC Certified Service at your local GMC dealer. There's never been a better time to try it than now. For a limited time, retail customers can get AC Delco Professional Durastop brake pads installed for only $79.95 or less per axle after $20 mail-in rebate debit card. Allow six to eight weeks for delivery. Offer ends July 31st, 2013. Tax and other services, including turning or replacing rotors, are extra. For J.D. Power & Associates award information, visit jdpower.com. Health insurance is on everybody's mind right now. You either don't have it or you have it and you think it's too expensive. And you probably feel like you don't have any options. We can help. We are InSphere Insurance Solutions. We offer health insurance plans from major carriers nationwide and likely have a plan that can save you money. Whether you're self-employed, on a COBRA plan that's about to expire, or you simply don't have health insurance where you work and you need it, InSphere Insurance Solutions can help you. Our agents will help you find coverage you can afford. InSphere Insurance Solutions is an authorized agency in all 50 states, including the District of Columbia. Plans may not be available in all states. 800-614-1242 You found it. We are America's longest-running network radio golf show. Tita Green, Jay Ritchie, Jerry Butenhoff, heading your way from the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Great to have you with us. Hope everyone had a happy and very safe Fourth of July, boy, Jerry, summer just flying by, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. You can tell the uh, days starting to get shorter a little bit. I think it's been yeah, a little we're bit, going the other way now. Noticeably, yeah, it's working against us here again all of a sudden, and uh, still hot in Colorado, still fires going on. <laughs> nothing, you know, nothing much has changed there. Best wishes to those families for those uh, guys down in Arizona that uh, yeah that the, lost the their lives shots. in that fire. That that's a bad deal down there. So. And hopefully we, we, things go better the rest of summer than they have for the first half of the summertime. Hopefully you're able to get out and play some golf these days and enjoy the summer weather and the hot weather. Coming up on the show today, really excited, later in the hour, we had, her, we had this lady on a while back when, before the Women's Open was here at the Broadmoor in 2011. She was the official spokesperson for the Women's Open here at the Broadmoor. And she has very special ties here at the Broadmoor because back in 1995, when nobody knew who she was, she won her first tournament here. It just happened to be the U.S. Open. We're talking about Annika Sorensen. Yeah, um, most of the American people didn't know who she was, although she had been Rookie of the Year uh, the year before, but just hadn't won yet. And then uh, uh, came from a few strokes, a couple strokes back on Sunday and... Uh, Sat in the uh, clubhouse here and uh, watched Meg Mallon just miss that putt that would have uh, put it in a playoff. And uh, then she won the Open, of course, the next year. And then uh, went 10 years before she won a third one, but uh, topped it off with a third one. And uh, 
just a, a real cool gal and uh, good to have her on again this Pretty year. good career, and we'll hear from Atticus. <laughs> Not too bad, Atticus yeah. Later in the hour, our first <clears throat> guest is ready to go. Uh, he spent 14 plus years working in the golf at the Golf Channel in the Golf Channel's news department. He was the guy responsible for creating and overseeing the content of a lot of their most popular shows, such as Big Break and Golf Central. His latest endeavor is business golf. Business golf is when you are playing with a client or a potential client, colleague, or your boss. Is it a good idea to beat your boss on the golf? Well, well, let's ask him. Why don't we do that? He's the business golf guy, and we're happy to have Eric Saperstein joining us right now on Tee to Green. Eric, how are you? Welcome to the I'm show. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, Jay and Jerry, good morning. How are you guys? Terrific. Uh, so uh, before we talk about uh, business golf a little bit, let's talk about the Golf Channel and, and things like uh, Golf Central and Big Break. Were you there from the very get-go, the launching of the Golf Channel, or did you come in a, a few years after that? I worked on the very first show, which was a Golf Central broadcast. Um, I started there in 1994, and we launched on January 17, 1995, and I was, I was in the control room for that very first show. So I've got all the stories for the first 14 years of, of, a, of a crazy, crazy trip um, from the beginning until uh, 2009. So you know where all the skeletons are buried, don't you? <laughs> I know where a few are buried, sure. <laughs> Is there maybe a book somewhere coming down the road on that? I, they, they I did that with ESPN a few so. years ago. And it yeah, yeah I worked successful. at ESPN actually before Golf Channel. I read that book, and I was thinking, yeah, we probably have a couple stories that could fit in there, but I think I'm going to stay quiet. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the big break, did, did you guys know it was going to be as huge as it's turned out to be? Um, you know, it's interesting. That story came from a meeting. We were having an idea meeting in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. We all packed up and went to a, to a hotel, and we met in a boardroom. It was a beautiful beach outside, but we were stuck inside just batting around ideas. And at the time, reality shows had really just started to get hot. And we were batting around some ideas, and I said, hey, why don't we do a reality show? And we started kicking around how it would work. And I, I don't think this story's out there, but the original name for that show was going to be called Sudden Death which I'm not sure, you know, from a golf parlance that, that the word kind of works, but from an overall standpoint, I think people would kind of get the wrong idea. So the original title for Big Break was actually Sudden Death. Interesting. See the things you find out, yeah, right, Jer? No kidding. Um, uh, Eric, you know, I, I've watched that show on and off, depending on, on who's, you know, playing and that sort of thing, and, and or the location even sometimes. Um, how, how does it the selection process work. Uh, I, I know that um, Mallory Blackwelder told me at one point, you know, that she kind of knew what was going on. It had like applied for it, or, or that's the term that she used. Um, is it a combination of, of how you locate some of those players? It's really a combination of, of many factors, but you know, television is part of the entertainment business, and in order to be successful in the entertainment business, you really need to emotionally connect with the audience. So we're looking for people um, from a skill level standpoint that would emotionally connect, but also from a personality standpoint. The show really took off in season three when we had, for the first time, a group of ladies join the show. Um, and there were some things going on behind the scenes and actually in front of the camera that really sparked, and they weren't necessarily golf things that were happening. So we learned from that that the more you get some maybe contentious people, some people that are a little more aggressive, a little bit more serious, 
um, that can help boost ratings, and that's always going to be important in the television business. That being said, you still have to have the skill level because if you don't, then the general public is not going to buy the end product. So it's definitely a, a balancing act between if you're a great golfer, but if you don't really have the personality for television, you might not work as well as somebody who's not quite as good but really has the personality to generate that, uh, you know, the, the back and forth that, that television producers like me are looking for. And the show has evolved. You've tweaked it. You've changed the format a little bit. And uh, you keep, you got to keep it fresh, right? Absolutely. And and that's the thing. You, you know, believe it or not, um, and I, I'm not at the Golf Channel anymore, but, but uh, viewers have a huge influence as to where the show is taken, um, what kind of contests, what kind of pairings. Uh, we've seen family members. We've seen just about everything you can think of on the show. And if if someone out there had a great idea for the show, by all means, I know they would take it. We're with Eric Sapperstein, golf business guy who spent over 14 years working in the with, with the Golf Channel for the Golf Channel. Was instrumental in shows like The Big Break and Golf Central. Eric, for for trivia's sake, the the first Golf Central anchors, who were they? Linda Cardwell and Brian Hammonds, and Brian is still with the network, and and Linda lives in Alabama. And I, Brian I'm is still, still, yeah, Brian's still there. I yeah, don't remember I Linda that well. Yeah, she was there for the first uh, two years and then left. Um, there aren't many originals still there, but Brian is definitely one of them. Yeah, Rich Lerner's been there a while, and uh, Brian Hewitt, who we had on the show not too long ago, he was there for he was there in the early years too, wasn't he? Yes, and we worked together very often. Yeah. All right, so do you, you miss the, the, the TV? you miss Golf Channel any? It's interesting. Um, I spent 14 years on and off airplanes um, going to some of the greatest destinations in the world. I've been to Africa, South America, Europe, I think 46 of the 50 states. Um, but I really needed to slow it down a little bit in order to you know, try to have a family and do those kinds of things. So I feel like I got all of that out of my system, and I needed to pick a path that was just a little bit slower than than just constantly hopping off those uh, on and off those airplanes, and it's sort of like you know from a professional golf uh, golfer standpoint, you know you get into this rhythm of the schedule, and if you never pull yourself out, you're going to end up being you know a little bit older, and and some of some of your life might pass you by. Um, you know I, I'll let your I'll let your uh, listeners into some of the behind the scenes things. If you notice when a professional golfer's children turn around five years old. When, when they start school, you'll see a, a slump, generally speaking, from, from that category of players. And that's because for the first time, their family's not traveling with them anymore, and it's really tough. So I needed to pull myself out of that environment just so I could, could start a family. And since I've left the Golf Channel in 2009, I've gotten married and have a baby, so it's, it's all been great. And so how did you go from that to business golf? Uh, well, right now I'm running a business program at a university here in, in Orlando, Florida, and I just combined the two things. Um, I had done business golf with so many different Fortune 500 companies through the Golf Channel, um, all the major car manufacturers, um, major financial institutions, that kinds of things. And I had studied business and, and I had taught business. So I just combined the two together because, in my opinion, there is no better place to build a business relationship than on the golf course because it's literally the only place we have left where you get a, a five- to six-hour just, you know, time to to talk not necessarily talk business but build those business relationships that are going to be essential uh down the road 
Okay, and when, you, when we come back, we want to talk to you about that, some of the do's and don'ts and 12 things you must know if you're going to play business golf with the golf business guy, Eric Saperstein. Eric, stick around. We'll catch you after the break, okay? Will do. Thanks. 80% of business decision makers play golf, and bosses that play the game make 17% more in salary. Just a couple of stats. That doesn't include you and I, the 17% there, does it? No, we're still working <laughs> we're on still working yeah, we're, to that We're 17%. probably bringing that number down a little bit. <laughs> okay, <is what> we're... <laughs> Eric Saperstein will continue with him next on T to Green. Do you have an idea for a new product? I'm Kevin Harrington. As an investor shark on a hit TV show and infomercial pioneer, I've launched over 500 new inventor products. I've joined with InventHelp to look for new products for TV. InventHelp has been helping inventors since 1984. They can help you prepare your idea and submit it to companies for their review. While not every idea will work for television, InventHelp has more than 7,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. Do you want to find out how to try and get your idea in front of companies for their review? Well, call InventHelp today for free information. To get your free inventor's information, call 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. The call is free, and so is the information, so call InventHelp now at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Prices are for base buildings only. May not be available in some areas. Attention business owners, do you want a stimulus package that really works? Before you spend thousands of dollars more than you should on your next building project, listen to this. General Steel has a stimulus package designed to help you save as much as half the cost of conventional construction on your next building. As much as half. That's right. General Steel can save you thousands of dollars with a pre-engineered steel building designed for your business or church. How about a 50 by 100 foot building for under $30,000? So don't pay thousands more than you should without calling General Steel first and save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. With the projected demand for steel in Japan and China, prices may be skyrocketing. Call 800-965-1298. 800-965-1298. 800-965-1298. Do you know which investment has tripled in price since the debt crisis and risen an average 20% a year for 11 years? It's not stocks, not bonds, it's silver. And right now, we at Lear Capital believe silver is poised to hit new record highs. And we're making it easier to own than ever. For a limited time, new customers with $5,000 or more to invest in gold or silver can get up to 10 certified Morgan Silver Dollars absolutely free. That's right, up to 10 100-year-old Morgan Silver Dollars when you invest $5,000 or more. A $600 value free. This offer is available for IRA accounts as well. Call right now, 800-631-9229. 800-631-9229. 800-631-9229. Call Lear Capital now, 800-631-9229. There's only one other acceptable theory about how to hit a golf ball. Oh, boy. Well, I'm afraid to ask. Well, what is it? What's the other theory? Grip it and rip it. <laughs> Tea to Green takes you to the driving range with our tip of the week. 
The Broadmoor is one of the world's premier resorts and the longest holder of the prestigious AAA Five Diamond Award. This 3,000-acre property has 700 rooms and suites, a world-class amenity spa and fitness center, plus more than 185,000 square feet of meeting space. The Broadmoor is located five miles southwest of downtown Colorado Springs and one hour south of Denver. The Broadmoor continues to stand in the forefront of world-class facilities, amenities, and service, combining modern comfort and convenience with an elegant charm of the past. Good morning. My name is Mark Kevel. I'm the head golf professional at the Broadmoor. My first tip today is going to be about the pre-shot routine and how you think about the shape of the shot you're wanting to hit. Many people go up to the ball with no preconceived notion of exactly what they want to do with the ball. So I want you to do just three things that will help you immensely to hit the shot you're trying to visualize and the one you ultimately want to hit. First is pick out a target. All great golfers are target oriented, not ball oriented. So when you get over the ball, keep looking at your target. Take a look at the ball too, but I want you to be target oriented over the ball. Secondly, pick out an intermediate target, one just a few feet in front of you much, much harder to align yourself properly with a target 200 yards in the distance than one just a few feet in front of you. Thirdly, get a target in mind off the tee that you want to hit at, not necessarily your ultimate target. You will be surprised how often the ball will go toward what you're visualizing. For more on how to hit it longer and straighter off the tee, check out tdegreenradio.com or visit your local PGA professional. It's a show by golfers for golfers. Tee to Green, the golf show from the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Jay Ritchie with Jerry Butenhoff. Coming up, you don't want to miss our interview. We sat down with Annika Sorenstam earlier this week. We're going to play that back for you a little bit later in the hour. We continue with Brian Saperstein, known as the Golf Guy. His website is golfbusinessguy.com. Dot com. He's known as the Golf Business Guy. He's also developed a full-length DVD that discusses the intricacies of this topic. And one of the things I noticed on your website, Eric, was 12 things you must know about uh, business golf. Building relationships, playing with your boss, proper preparation, playing with better players, doing business on the green, avoiding slow play, Conversation tips, gambling do's and don'ts, wardrobe tips, women in golf, post-round tips, and closing the deal. All of those, I'm sure, very important, but is there maybe one or two that take precedence over the others? Yeah, I think the the one that takes the the biggest uh, front seat, especially when you're getting prepared, is to know how to build relationships on the golf course, because for the most part, you're almost never going to talk nuts and bolts about business transactions while you're out there. Really what it is is a four- to six-hour getting-to-know-you period. And to use a great analogy, which Ted Treba did in, in the video, he compared it to going on a first date. And most of us haven't been on a first date in quite a long time. <laughs> so that's really what we need to get, get familiar with and put ourselves in those shoes. Because if you treat it like a first date and you're trying to impress the other person like you were on a first date, you're going to be successful. So you want to make that emotional connection. You want to ask engaging questions. You want to be a very active listener. Uh, you want to be appropriate with your language and your demeanor out there. And, of course, you want to drink responsibly or most likely not at all. I'm sure many careers have been boosted and many have been derailed or destroyed by by some 
some mess ups on the golf course. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the the interesting thing is is that you are you're being judged from the second that you're out there, and some people get a little bit too comfortable. Um, I define business golf as when you're playing with your boss, you're playing with a uh, client, a potential client, or even a colleague. And sometimes when we're playing with colleagues, that's when we get the most loose because they're our friends. And you may do things out there with a colleague that they're going to bring back into the office and they're going to tell everyone about. So even if it's a good friend, even if it's someone that you've known for a really long time, that can still reflect on you back, at, back in the office, and that can be trouble. Eric, most of, of what you're talking about with these tips and, and what we're discussing now is is um, golf rounds that are set up specifically with, you know, working colleagues or what have you. What about, um, you know, a lot of people start, you know, playing golf. You, you get matched up with some stranger or whatever, and people always ask you what you do. Uh, how can that benefit someone? Well, I would take a very... Um and a very again, the first date analogy. Take a very easy, relaxed approach into it. Uh, we did a survey at the Golf Channel. We spent a lot of money on it, and we asked people who their favorite golfer was. And when I asked that question, almost invariably, everyone says, "Well, it's Tiger Woods, it's Phil Mickelson, it's Jack Nicklaus, it's uh, it's Arnold Palmer." And the answers to all of those questions are actually wrong. When we did this survey, we learned that the favorite golfer of all of these people is actually themselves. So we devoted Monday night to your game night so we could teach you about you. So the best thing you can do when you're out there is just continually ask questions. Just tee people up. Get them talking. Get them comfortable. Get them talking about themselves. And we go into this a lot in the video about people talking about themselves. And it sounds a little funny when you say it, but when you're participating in it and it happens, you'll notice on the back end that you're going to be really successful with business because these people are going to want to play with you again. They're going to trust you. They're going to like you. And, and more than likely, they're going to want to do business with you. So I would say in that situation, don't concentrate on yourself so much. Just ask a lot of open-ended uh, questions, open questions about golf. Where's the favorite, your favorite place you've ever played? Who is your favorite golfer? Those kinds of things. And don't, don't really stick to the nuts and bolts of business so much. That's not really the appropriate time or place. We're talking business golf today. Our guest is the business golf guy. In fact, that's his website, golfbusinessguy.com. Eric Saperstein is with us. Eric, I think one of the biggest hurdles or barriers maybe to people playing more business golf is if you have to play around with your boss or your supervisor that's scary to begin with but then the other question is if if you can do you beat him do you let him or her win uh, what do you do what's the etiquette there the etiquette is actually, luckily, really simple. And it's, again, everything you do on the golf course is a complete reflection on you. You have to do your best. Um, and if you're out there and, let's say, there's a handicap situation involved, uh, you most certainly want to be honest about your handicap and play to it. And you have, if you happen to play well and you, and you beat your boss, by all means, that's great. Um, but if you throw it, more than likely you're not going to be a great actor, maybe like a Brad Pitt or something like that. <laughs> so they're going to notice. And they're going to start to say, well, this person may not be the trustworthy person that they thought they were, uh, and I'm out here doing my best. I don't know why they're not doing their best. And they're going to question you back in the back in the boardroom. So I would always say, no matter what, play your best and always play to win. And I think one of the other things that, that stood out in, in the 12 things you must know is proper preparation. Uh, 
you know, if you haven't played golf for a year and a half and you get invited out to play golf, maybe you better go out and, and hit a few practice balls. No doubt about it. And as far as the preparation goes, I, I recommend playing early in the day if you can. That way you can really set up lunch afterwards if, if that's going to be appropriate. I would also say as far as beginners playing business golf, you do not want to go out there and embarrass yourself. So if you can't break 110 on a consistent basis, which basically means you're making a double bogey on every hole, you may want to wait and just take some <laughs> lessons and, and get good first. Yeah. Uh, you, want to, you want to know the basics of the rules. Not everyone knows every sentence of the rule book. That's really difficult. But you want to know how to take drops and, and those kinds of things in playing order. Certainly you want to know the etiquette. And I'd say most important if you're going to go out there is know – how to avoid slow play because you don't want to be the one that's keeping somebody from from enjoying their day by this you know constantly not being knowing where you're supposed to stand and knowing what you're supposed to do um, even if you're playing really poorly if you know how to strategically pick the ball up and just keep things moving that other person like I said they're most interested in themselves so they're not even going to really worry about what you're doing so I, I'd say that's key uh, if you're playing with someone for the first time and you don't know a lot about them, you actually need to become a bit of an investigator and go on and search their LinkedIn page and their Facebook page possibly for interests that they have. Do some research on their company. Make sure you're comfortable with some world events and things that are going on so you have things to talk about. Uh, and, and one thing we learned, again, at the Golf Channel was people love lists. Like if you look at the golf magazines, every month they're going to have something on the top five ways to hit the ball farther uh, because that's sexy. So have some of those things in your back pockets. So you've got some really interesting conversation points out there, and that's going to help too. Eric, one of the uh, points here you make of gambling do's and don'ts, I'm thinking with business golf it's mostly don't, right? It really depends. Uh, you do not want to be the one who broaches the topic of gambling. If the person is a regular golfer, and we all know those people who are out there who like to put something on it, and I, and I recommend never putting real heavy stakes on it, but maybe a 5 or $10 wager per side or something like that, just so you've got something to make it interesting. If they bring it up, it's okay, but it's not ever a subject that you want to broach. But if they like it and they enjoy it, by all means, you can do it. The okay. one thing hey, Eric, yes. just about out of time, but I okay. want to tell folks uh, the website, again, is golfbusinessguy.com. And I'll tell you what, we'll get you back on and we'll, we'll continue the topic because it's really interesting and I think a very important topic that can help a lot of people. That sounds great, Jay and Jerry. Thank you very much. Eric Saperstein, the website, golfbusinessguy.com. And you can order the full-length DVD by going to that website. Annika Sorenstam. Up next on TD Green. Game Golf is revolutionizing golf, and now you can be a part of it at GameGolf.com. If you've heard about crowdfunding and wanted to get involved in all of the excitement around creative, groundbreaking companies, now you have the perfect opportunity with GameGolf.com. GameGolf lets you quickly and easily measure every aspect of your actual round. Go to GameGolf.com today to discover golf's newest and most innovative interactive technology. With GameGolf, you can track all of your shots and connect with your friends from around the corner to around the world. See your game, share your game, compare your game, and compete like never before. Graham McDowell and Lee Westwood are both early adopters, and you can be too. It's more than a great new product. It's a chance to be a part of something that will change the way golf is played. 
Go to GameGolf.com today and join golf's global revolution. You can see all of the perks that help make crowdfunding the most fun you'll have away from the links. Check out GameGolf.com today. Know your game. GameGolf.com. Hey, guys, do you know your testosterone levels? Why not? Each year, declining testosterone robs more of your energy, drive, motivation, and yes, it even affects your romantic life. Take control of your testosterone levels and give us a call. Progene, the leading testosterone supplement found at GNC, Rite Aid, and other national retailers, is actually giving you a free one-month supply with this exclusive radio-only offer. But only if you call today. So if you'd like to feel younger like you did in your 20s, call now to try Progene risk-free and feel more power, performance, and passion with Progene. Don't believe us? We'll even prove it works. Ask about our at-home testosterone test kits and see for yourself what Progene can do for you. Call 1-800-520-6489 for details. With over 20 million tablets sold, you too can get back in the game with ProGene. That's 1-800-520-6489. Again, that's 1-800-520-6489. Hey, Tom, I've got bugs. Ooh, try this ortho home defense. It's a great deal. And the bugs should stop bugging you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Stop by now through Monday to save on items like Ortho Home Defense with Comfort One for just $6.99 after $6 of instant savings with your Ace Rewards card. At Ace, the helpful place. Limit 2. Available from July 3rd through 8th at participating stores. See store for details. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hear Michael Jordan talk about what makes a great player or what Mark Teixeira thinks about every time he puts on his Yankee uniform. These original full-length interviews and more are now available in the Sports Byline Audio Vault at sportsbyline.com. You'll hear players, coaches, managers, and owners talk about their careers, influences, and moments they'll never forget. This rare collection of original full-length interviews is available on iPhones, iPads, and Android devices at sportsbyline.com. Just tap it in. Just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a roof. Time to work on your short game. T to green helps you get it up and down. The Broadmoor is one of the world's premier resorts and the longest holder of the prestigious AAA Five Diamond Award. This 3,000-acre property has 700 rooms and suites, a world-class amenity spa and fitness center, plus more than 185,000 square feet of meeting space. The Broadmoor is located five miles southwest of downtown Colorado Springs and one hour south of Denver. The Broadmoor continues to stand in the forefront of world-class facilities, amenities, and service, combining modern comfort and convenience with an elegant charm of the past. Hi, everybody. I'm Mark Kelbel, the head golf pro at the Broadmoor Golf Club. Today I want to talk to you about how to read a green and a few things you can do to help yourself in that endeavor. As you are going to your putt, from the cart, from the cart path, approaching the green if you're walking. Take a look at it on your way to your ball. On your way to where your ball is, take a look at it. Take a look at the slope. Take a look at any grain that might be prevalent, anything that can give you a tip there. The second thing is feel it with your feet. Oftentimes you can feel slope with your feet that you can't normally see. Once you get into that habit, you'll be amazed about how much subtle slope you'll be able to detect with your feet. And when you're uh, behind your ball, giving it a look, always try to envision how running water would flow from where your golf ball is. So it may go to the right at one point and back to the left. It may start high and sweep down. 
That's the best way to envision the way a putt will go. For more on getting it up and down, check out the website, tdgreenradio.com, or visit your nearest PGA professional. We call it destination listening for dedicated golfers. Tee to Green, the golf show. Jay Ritchie, Jerry Butenhoff. Here every Sunday. Here being the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Great to have you with us. If you were to compile a list of the greatest female golfers of all time, our next guest would certainly, I think, rank for sure in the top five, possibly in the top three. And a lot of folks, I think, may even have her Number one, we're talking, of course, about Annika Sorenstam, 89 wins worldwide, 10 time, ten times a major champion, and probably would still be right up there competing uh, week in and week out had she not retired at a young age about five or six years ago. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, certainly, um, you know, retired from competitive golf, but not retired from golf because she's pretty much everywhere <laughs> nowadays. Did a great job uh, in the booth during the Women's Open a couple weeks ago and uh, uh, going to be an assistant captain for the European Solheim Cup team next month up at the Colorado Golf Club. Her Solheim Cup record, by the way, she was an eight-time Solheim Cup participant. She was 22-11-4. and four. That's pretty good, and she won a total of 24 points over those eight Solheim Cups that she did participate in. And yes, for the second time, she'll be an assistant captain for the European squad. And I got a feeling she might be a captain not too long here down the road. She was in Colorado this past week. We had a chance to talk to Annika Sorenstam. Your first win and your first major championship came at the Broadmoor in 1995. In that event... Meg Mellon was the runner-up. Here you are all these years later on opposite sides of Solheim Cup teams. It's kind of crazy how things work out sometimes. Yeah, it's funny how uh, life and the different paths it takes. But, you know, the U.S. Women's Open has always been a tournament that I would dream about winning as a little girl. I would pretend to have a three-footer to, to win the championship. And then uh, that dream came true in 95 at uh, the Broadmoor. And since then, you know, my career has not been the same. I've been lucky to really achieve my dreams and maybe a little bit more. And uh, and here we are, you know, a few years later and uh, not playing. Neither is Meg Mellon. No, it's, uh, it's been an amazing ride and um, just very fortunate. Does it seem like it's been 18 years since, <laughs> since the win at the Broadmoor? I guess in, in one aspect, yes, but in another aspect, no. I mean, it, it seems, um, seems so clear. I still remember so many things from the course to the venue and to, you know, just the experience itself. And, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have the career I've had. And sometimes I have to pinch myself and say, did this really happen? And, but I am certainly proud of what I achieved and uh, on the golf course. And uh, now to be part of this event uh, and be able to share some of the experiences, inspire some of the younger players, I look forward to that. When you walked away from the game, you kind of left the door open to, to stay involved with golf, maybe not necessarily as a player, but in some aspect, is this one of the things that you maybe foresaw back then? I always, um, I always thought that that may be a role that I would have later in my, in my life. And, um, you know, I like it. I like seeing the growth of the game. I like seeing young professional athletes trying to achieve their dreams. And, um, you know, I was lucky to, to live my dream. I was lucky to achieve more than I wanted to achieve. And, uh, you know, I made some mistakes along the way. And uh, my goal is to be able to help the young ones maybe not to make the mistake and you know guide them through the path and just 
help them with their goal setting and I don't know it, it's fun for me to be a part of it and uh, you see these young girls are just very excited and like sponges they want to learn and they want to get better and it's healthy and uh, it rejuvenates me and uh, it makes me think of what I've done and then I said okay let me share it. You can do a lot of things as an assistant captain. We talked to Lisa a lot and she really hasn't determined roles for her assistants yet, but what do you see, what are you bringing to the table for the European Soul Hunt Cup? Well, first of all, I was just uh, delighted that she called me and said, do you want to do this? And uh, I'd been the assistant for Alice and Nicholas uh, two years ago, and I realized that it's a lot of work. Uh, it's fun, it's rewarding and all of that, but it's really hard work. And, you know, being a mom of two little kids and, and running a business, there's really not much time for anything else. But uh, when she called, um, I respect her tremendously. She won the U.S. Open in 88, and, uh, you know, Lotta, as we call her, she was the face of Swedish golf for a long time, and she was really the one that opened up my eyes that maybe there is a possibility to, to achieve your dreams and make off your living. So uh, you can't say no to that, and uh, she's a classy, classy lady on every aspect, and uh, she said, you can help, and then I want to help. So as far as my roles, I'm here for her. Uh, hopefully she knows I'm accessible at any time, and I'll be wearing a lot of different hats through the week. It could be talking to the players, uh, helping her with pairings, uh, whatever it could be to, to help her and make her job easier, uh, make sure that the players are prepared, that they're relaxed, that they're in an environment where they can form uh, at the very best. Colorado's a great state for families. You can bring the kids out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should. Uh, the kids went to uh, Ireland two years ago, and, you know, you know, my kids today are three and a half and two, so it's uh, probably more more work than anything. So I'm, I'm actually going to leave them at home with family members. My husband's going to come and cheer. He's, um, you know, a U.S. citizen, so uh, I told you only come if you cheer for Europe, and he's heard that a few times, so he certainly will. So I get the support from him, but uh, the kids will stay home. I can stay focused on my duties and, you know, be up from sunrise to sunset. Annika Sorensen with us today on Tee to Green. She's an assistant captain for the European team in the Solheim Cup. Speaking of cheering, the Americans will have the home field advantage this time around. You've played in so many of these events. What can the Europeans do or what, what can the visiting team do in any of these types of matches to kind of negate some of that home course advantage? Yeah, it's funny. We never really talk about, you know, home advantage or away disadvantage because uh, it's an individual sport but also it's a team and yeah I would say that the crowd does play a role and we go into it knowing that most of the fans will be cheering for you know white red and blue and that's just something we're used to uh, most of the players uh, on our team play in America we all know that they're very golf knowledgeable they have golf etiquette and anybody would applaud good shots so let's just hit some good shots and but I know it's going to be tremendous. The atmosphere at the first tee is just something you don't see at any other event. The spectators are singing, they're chanting, and it's just, it's amazing. I mean, it's electrifying on that first tee. And uh, I always tell people when the week is over, uh, women's golf is, is the winner because right. we have elevated the game. We have exposed new people to the game, and hopefully we display the best sportsmanship ever. So um, that's really the goal. And then there's the mindset. You go from playing an individual sport, playing for yourself, to being part of a team. Is that a hard adjustment to make? Yes and no. I, uh, you know, we only do it uh, once every other year, and you represent your country, and you don't want to let your teammates down. I mean, that is some pressure. We all try to elevate our games to a different level. Uh, there's a high 
level of concentration. It's just fun to be a part of. And, you know, once you get there and, you know, most of us have played match play growing up. We're very familiar with it. But uh, sometimes in the heat of the moment, it gets very emotional. We've seen some incidents in the past. Never know. But that's what makes this tournament so special. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot of golf. The first day, it's um, maybe not 36 holes, but it's two rounds. Uh, the next day, two rounds. By the end of the week, let's put it this way, a lot of players are tired. It's an emotional week and, of course, a physical one. When do you get your game face on? <laughs> <laughs> you know, normally, it's, you know, uh, when I step uh, inside the ropes. Somehow, everything comes back. Seeing a lot of you lately on television. Is this a <laughs> new phase of your post-golf career we're seeing now? No, not necessarily. Um, I do enjoy talking about women's golf. I do enjoy sharing my experience and my knowledge of the things I've done. And the morning drive I do, I've enjoyed that. It's been about two and a half years. I live in Orlando, so I'm close to the studio. And uh, once a week I get up early and, and go and chat a little bit. This past weekend, you know, to being one of the lead analysts at the U.S. Women's Open for NBC was, you know, certainly a an honored position to have. I mean, there's so many players that could have chosen to pick and um, to work alongside Dan Hicks and Gary Koch and, and the rest of the team was just a delight. They're just terrific. And Tommy Roy, who kind of runs the whole show, is extremely professional. And so I'm learning a lot. I would say maybe I'm a 18 handicap when it comes to it. I make a few <laughs> bogeys in the, in the booth. But uh, again, it was fun to kind of have the front row seat and see some good golf last week. One last question dominance in golf. You certainly mm -hmm. were a dominant player in B Park. Your thoughts? Yeah, she's, uh, she's taken her game to a different level. It's amazing. You know, she won the Open in 2008. She was just 19 years old, the youngest player to win the U.S. Women's Open. And then she dif disappeared a little bit for a few years. And then she somehow invented herself again. And, uh, you know, she said she worked she had to work so much on her short game when she was not playing well. All of a sudden, she has an amazing short game. I think she's one of the best putters in the world. Starting this year, winning the Kraft Nabisco Championship on a course that's, uh, you know, it's more of a target type of golf course, desert feel. Uh, then you go to Locust Hill for the LPGA Wegmans. And uh, long course, thick rough, small greens. I mean, very different from the first major. And then to come into the third major with all the pressure, all the expectations and Somebody has not done this for 60 years. Only Babe Saharas has done it. And the course is wide open. It's long, not necessarily her strength. You know, she just uh, adjusted beautifully, and she showed some, not just some talent, but she was extremely calm and cool and collected through the whole week. It was very impressive. So good for her, and uh, I think it's good for women's golf, and hopefully she gets the, the credit and the recognition. Now all the eyes are on her coming into the fourth major, the British open at St. Andrews. Pretty ironic. That's where the game started. Mm -hmm. To be able to set a record like that, it's going to be exciting to watch. That's Annika Sorensen. Annika, thanks again for joining us sure. today on TD Green. Thank you very much. Pretty good analysis there of Vinby Park's game these days and the three different courses that she won her major championships on. I think she might have a career in TV. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> uh, she's... Uh, you know, she's got a wine label and all this other stuff that she's into and, and books that she's put out and uh, very active in the golf world. And, and I think, uh, obviously, she'll stay that way whether, you know, she ever uh, does any kind of competitive playing again. Who knows? But uh, very active and, and will always be one of the faces of women's golf forever. Yeah. I like the answer she gave when I asked, when did she get her game face on? She said, she just looked me right in the eye and said, when I get inside the ropes, 
just just like she was back playing yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. You know, that, yeah, that same steely reserve that she had that carried her to ten major championships, some twenty-five million dollars in LPGA and European Tour career earnings, and uh, eight-time Player of the Year. Annika Sorenstam, one of the all-time legends in women's golf and in golf in general. Great to have her back in Colorado, and we'll see her next month as assistant captain of the European Solheim Cup team. Yeah, that'll be fun, and uh, for any listeners, uh, there's still uh, opportunities to uh, come and witness that event, and and some of our uh, media colleagues have said it is the coolest golf event they've ever attended. So uh, any uh, fans that want to uh, venture to Colorado, or if you're in Colorado already, Still tickets available, and you can still come and watch. We'll be working with the Solheim Cup people. We'll get that information up on our website very shortly as well. For the 2013 Solheim Cup next month, a little over a month from now, at Colorado Club in Parker, just outside of Denver. Jerry's taking us on tour as we continue after this on Tita Green. Stay tuned for a million-dollar dream body announcement. Do you want to lose weight? How about toning and sculpting your entire body in just six to eight minutes a day? You've seen it on TV with Chuck Norris and Christy Brinkley. They love the Total Gym. Well, we're out to prove once and for all that the Total Gym melts off the pounds better than anything else on the market in just six to eight minutes a day. So if you want to try it, give us a call because we're going to let up to a million people from across the nation try the Total Gym for just $1. If you call right now, 1-800-852-1859. That's right. The first callers right now from this station get to try the famous Total Gym for 30 days for just $1. The Total Gym will have you in the best shape of your life in just six to eight minutes a day. Whether you want to firm and slenderize or build and sculpt your body, the Total Gym is the one machine that does it all. The first 50 callers from this station right now can try Total Gym for just $1 and shipping is free. Call now, 1-800-852-1859. That's 1-800-852-1859. 1-800-852-1859. Prices are for base buildings only. May not be available in some areas. Attention business owners, do you want a stimulus package that really works? Before you spend thousands of dollars more than you should on your next building project, listen to this. General Steel has a stimulus package designed to help you save as much as half the cost of conventional construction on your next building. As much as half. That's right. General Steel can save you thousands of dollars with a pre-engineered steel building designed for your business or church. How about a 50 by 100 foot building for under $30,000? So don't pay thousands more than you should without calling General Steel first and save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. With the projected demand for steel in Japan and China, prices may be skyrocketing. Call 800-965-1298-800-965-1298-800-965-1298. It's a fact. You can make thousands of dollars flipping houses. Discover the secret house flipping formula from Dave and Pete, the stars of A&E's number one hit show, Flipping Boston, for free. Hi, it's Pete and Dave. We're giving you our flipping formula for free. It's what we use to find the right house, flip it fast, and get paid. It's time to stop just talking about flipping houses and start doing it. Now is one of the best times in history. USA Today reported that you can make thousands of dollars in profit flipping houses. In New York City, the average profit was over 118 
seventeen grand. Omaha, it's over seventy-one thousand bucks. Lake Havasu, Arizona, the profit per flip was eighty-seven thousand dollars. And we're going to show you how we do it for free. Stop dreaming. The houses are there. The opportunity will never be better. And for a limited time, the flipping formula is free. Call now eight seven seven two seven two thirty four eighty for your free flipping formula strategy guide DVDs. Just pay processing. That's eight seven seven two seven two thirty four eighty eight seven seven two seven two thirty four eighty. This is it. Fastest hour in radio, quickest hour in golf. T to Green, the golf show. We continue. Jerry is here to take us on tour. Only one tour to take you to this week, the Greenbrier Classic in Sulphur Springs. That sounds like a neat place, it does. doesn't it? It does. Uh, not a lot of the big names showed up for this, but here's where we stand uh, going into today. We've got a two-way uh, leaderboard, uh, Johnson Wagner and Jimmy Walker at minus 12. They're two better then Jonas Blixt, and then Matt Jones, Jordan Spieth, and Stephen Bowditch at minus nine. Wagner, by the way, uh, played at Virginia Tech close by, and he talks about all the fans pulling for him this week. I played really nicely today. It's awesome. Uh, when I'm playing good, there's you know I, the more the merrier. People cheering for me. It, it doesn't happen that often, and it's uh, I feel like Tiger Woods for a week. And then uh, there's also six more players at minus eight, including Tommy Ganey, who was at minus eight after round one had the lead, but uh, hasn't uh, improved his lot since. So uh, potential for a lot of first-time, uh, a first-time winner, very likely coming out of the uh, box here today. I guess the, the two biggest names were Phil Mickelson and Bubba Watson, and uh, Phil's not even around for the weekend. I'm not sure if Bubba made the cut or not. I haven't watched anything, <laughs> so I couldn't even tell you. I want to thank uh, Eric Saperstein for joining us today, from formerly from the Golf Channel, now the Golf Business Guy, and his website, golfbusinessguy.com. You can go there for a full-length DVD that discusses the intricacies of the topic. Randall Chambly, one of the many well-known players who appear on that video, Golf business, fun talking to him about it. We're going to have to get him back to talk a little more someday when we have just a little more time. And Annika, we love you. Annika Sorenstam, we thank her for taking the time as well. Till next time, hit them long, hit them straight.